Thank you for the time like this. Sekalipun hujan di luar, tetapi kami bisa datang untuk mendengarkan Firman. Even though it's raining outside, but we can come here and listen to the Word of God. Tuhan terima kasih untuk kehadiranmu pagi hari ini dan terjemahkan Firman ini supaya kami bisa mengerti dan apply dalam hidup kami. Lord, we pray that um, that you will translate whatever I'm sharing, so that we can apply this into our life. Dalam nama Yesus, Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Silakan anda duduk. Thank Maybe you. The church. Thank you. Thank you. Bagi anda yang belum kenal singer kita yang baru namanya David. <laughs> Those who don't know, we have a new singer named David. Yes, David, anak pendeta saudara. It's a pastor's son. David is a pastor's son. Kalau saya dengar anak pendeta, saya senang, saudara. Whenever I hear about uh, Pastor Stunts, I'm happy. Hati saya di situ, saudara. I am delighted. My heart is there. Kamu masih single, David, ya? Are you still single, David? Kalau ada yang naksir, kamu kenalkan om dulu, oke? Okay? Uh, if, if someone, if any girl like you, please introduce to Kalau suatu kali, kalau kamu melayani Tuhan, kamu mesti punya istri yang benar-benar godly woman. If one day you, oh uh, yes, if one day you ministering God in full-time capacity, You need to have a godly woman. Right? Kadangkala kita bisa salah pilih, tapi percayakan om. Sometimes we can make wrong choices, but trust me. Okay, om sudah dari dulu matchmaker. I always okay. been a matchmaker. Alright, hari ini kita akan bicara tentang bagaimana saudara melakukan seperti apa yang Tuhan ingin lakukan. So today we're going to learn about how we do things according to God's way. Setiap kita merindukan untuk melakukan sesuai dengan apa yang Tuhan ingin kita lakukan dalam kehidupan kita. We long to to do what God's desires in our life. Dan saudara kita belajar dari chapter yang terakhir dari 1 Samuel 30 uh, supaya kita bisa sama-sama melihat bagaimana tragedi berubah menjadi sebuah kemenangan. We're going to learn from this chapter together in the first Samuel 30 how a tragedy, a tragedy can become a victory. Saudara, kita tidak bisa menghindari tragedi dalam hidup kita. We can't escape from any tragedy. Tapi life. Allah bisa membalikkan tragedi menjadi satu kemenangan. But God can turn it around to become a victory. Sebab itu kita belajar dari But. Daud bagaimana dia bersama Tuhan membalikkan tragedi menjadi kemenangan. That's why this morning we're going to learn from David how God turned his tragedy to become a victory. Bagi saudara yang mengikuti seri daripada buku Samuel ini, so for those of you um, following us with the book of Samuel, perhatikan saudara, Saul dan Daud itu sama-sama punya kelemahan. So both Saul and David they have their own weaknesses. Bahkan Daud jauh daripada sempurna. Um, David is far from perfect. Dia banyak melakukan kesalahan. He made so many mistakes. Tetapi yang membedakan antara Saul dan Daud adalah cara mereka bertindak. But what's really differentiate David from Saul is how David act. Saudara, di dalam kekristenan kita, saudara boleh datang ke gereja dan lahir dari sebagai orang Kristen. Uh, in our Christian life, you can come to the church and born as a Christian. Saudara boleh menyumbang atau memberikan perpuluhan. You can give a lot of gifts to the church and give a lot of tidings to the church. Tetapi kalau pikiran saudara dan saya tidak pernah berubah, kita tidak akan bisa menjadi seorang pemenang. 
But if your mind has never been renewed, you can never experience victory. Saya selalu saya akan apa itu namanya? Saya akan kupas di dalam peristiwa ini. Tapi sebelumnya saya akan jelaskan sedikit kepada anda tentang Amalek. Let me unfold this message from this story. But let me tell you a story about the Amalekites. Di dalam satu Samuel 15, Saul ditolak oleh Tuhan karena dia tidak membunuh orang-orang Amalek. In the story of the first Samuel 15, Saul was rejected by God because he refused to disobey God from destroying the Amalekites. Di dalam satu Samuel 30, Daud membunuh orang-orang Amalek semuanya. But in the story of 1 Samuel 30, David destroyed the Amalekites. Kenapa Tuhan benci sekali dengan orang Amalek? Why God really hates this Amalekites? Ini storynya, saudara. This is the story. Waktu orang Israel keluar dari Mesir, saudara. During the exodus of Israelites from Egypt. Jumlah mereka itu hampir 2 juta orang. So the numbers were large to almost 2 million people. Nah, waktu itu... Orang-orang tua dan anak-anak yang sudah lelah, saudara, mereka jalan di barisan belakang. So the children and the family who's very weak, they were walking at the back. Nah, lalu orang Amalek melihat hal ini, saudara. And the Amalekites saw this opportunity. Mereka memotong jalan. They cut their way. Mereka bunuh semua orang-orang tua dan anak-anak kecil yang di belakang. So they kill all the Elders of the Israelites and the family and the children said that. Oleh sebab itu Tuhan benci sekali dengan orang Amalek. That's why God was very angry about that. Satu-satunya bangsa dari semua suku Kanaan orang-orang yang menyembah ilah-ilah lain yang Tuhan genocide itu orang Amalek. So those wicked people in the Canaan was actually Amalekites. Those who make create make sins in Canaan. Saudara dari sini kita belajar Tuhan itu tidak mau saudara dan saya. Exploit anak-anak. So we learn from here that God doesn't want us to exploit children. Kita tidak Tuhan tidak mau kita juga meremehkan orang-orang tua. And we don't. God doesn't want us to overlook the elders. Firman Tuhan mengatakan dia selalu berpihak dengan orang-orang yang lemah. And in in the word of God says God is always on the side of the weak. Oleh sebab itu jangan lukain anak-anak. Just don't hurt children. Jangan exploit mereka. Don't exploit them. Jangan juga sudah kurang ajar sama orang tua. Don't you disobey your parents? Karena Allah di pihak mereka. Because God is with them. Lalu kemudian kita lihat kita baca di perikop ini supaya saya bisa jelaskan bagaimana Daud membalikkan kemenang apa tragedi menjadi kemenangan. In this chapter, we're going to learn about how David saw the tragedy to become a victory. Okay. Ivan baca dulu terlebih dahulu dari Samuel 1 ayat Samuel 1 Samuel ayat 30 sampai 6. Okay. This is 1 Samuel 30 verse 1 to 6. Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against against Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome they have overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire. And wife and their wives and the son and daughters were then kept us. Then David and the people who were there, who were with him, raised their voice and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David also, David's two wives also had been taken captives, Ahinoam, 
of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Camel. Verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul. In, in soul yeah. each, for this, each for his sons and daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Dua minggu yang lalu saya kupas tentang 1 Samuel 29. Um, two weeks ago, I, I preached about First uh, Samuel 29. Waktu itu Daud bersama dengan orang Filistin mempersiapkan uh, satu pasukan untuk berperang melawan orang-orang Israel. In that story, David was preparing their army to fight against the uh, Philistines. Tapi komandan-komandan Filipin menolak Daud bersama tentaranya dan akhirnya Daud bersama tentaranya diusir dari uh, tempat apa peny- uh, tempat pertempuran ini eh yang apa tempat untuk untuk persiapan pertempuran ini but the commander of philistines um, didn't, didn't agree that david will lead, uh, follow the war against the israelites so they were chased away from the war kita mengatakan bahwa daud bersama 600 tentaranya pulang kembali ke siklak so the word god said that um, with 600 of his men david went back to ziklag saudara siklak adalah satu kota di palestin yang diberikan oleh raja akis kepada daud dan tentaranya untuk mereka tinggal di sana So Ziklag is a city was given by the king of Akish for David and the army to stay there. Selama 16 bulan Daud bersama tentaranya tinggal di sana saudara. For a good 16 months David stayed there with the nah, armies. Tanpa Daud menyadari pada waktu dia bersama dengan sedang bersama dengan orang Filistin, orang Amalek datang dan menghancurkan kota Ziklag ini. Without David knowing the Amalekites came and destroyed Orang Amalek ini membakar rumah mereka, membakar kotanya, dan menawan anak-anak dan istri-istri dari keluarga dari apa nih tentara Daud. So the Amalekites burned the city and they actually took away all their families, their children, and their wives. Tiga hari dalam perjalanan Daud bersama tentaranya, akhirnya mereka tiba di Ziklag. After three days of the in journey, David arrived in Ziklag. Kaget mereka. And they were so surprised. Kotanya kosong. The city was empty. Rumah terbakar semua. The house was burnt. Mereka nangis sampai enggak ada air mata lagi. They were crying until they can't with anymore. Akhirnya tentara-tentaranya berbalik dan memelemparkan Daud dengan batu. And the people of David go against David because he was upset. Lalu Daud tidak ada jalan keluar lagi. He tidak, has no way out. Tidak ada kekuatan lagi. David has no more strength. Kecuali dia datang kepada Tuhan. But to come to the Lord. Dan dia menguatkan dirinya And kepada Tuhan. His faith in God. Saudara dikasih Tuhan. Satu kali kau ngalami masalah. One day church you will face uh, challenges. Gak ada orang lain yang bisa bantu anda. When nobody can help you. Yang namanya teman pun tidak akan bisa bantu anda. Not even your friends. Apalagi itu urusan uang. Especially it's about money. Saudara kalau engkau tidak bisa menguatkan dirimu kepada Tuhan. Engkau akan hancur. If you don't, if you can't find your strength before the Lord, you will be destroyed. Engkau akan jadi depresi. You will be dis- dip- depressed. Saya katakan sekali lagi kita tidak bisa menghindari masalah, tetapi saudara bisa mencari Tuhan di dalam masalahmu. We can't escape from challenges, but we can find God in our challenges. Daud menguatkan dirinya kepada Tuhan. David found. Lalu kalau kita baca lagi yang berikutnya coba supaya saya terangin lagi. Now we continue verse 7 ya Om ya. Ya. Verse 7. Verse 7 to 8. 
to eight. Okay. And David said to Abiathar, the priest of uh, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired the Lord, shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. Saudara, waktu dia setelah dia menguatkan diri kepada Tuhan, dia panggil Imam Abiathar. So after he found his strength in the Lord, he called the high priest Abiathar. Dia minta Imam memakai baju effortnya. He asked for the garment, the effort. Lalu kemudian Daud bertanya kepada Tuhan. And then David asked the Lord. Tuhan menjawab, kejar orang Amalek. God answered David, chase him, pursue. Jadi yang pertama, saudara dan saya, finding strength, menemukan kekuatan di dalam Tuhan. So the first one is about finding strength in God. Kedua, saudara berdoa. And number two, you pray. Lalu kemudian, saudara, setelah itu, baca yang ayat berikutnya. And then after that, so David set out and the 600 men who were with him and they came to the brook of Besor where, where those who were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men, 200 stayed behind who were too exhausted to cross the brook of Besor. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. They found an Egyptian in the open country. No, no, no. Okay, oh, no, sampai yeah? situ aja. Okay. Okay. okay, good. Nah, Lalu kemudian, jadi pertama dia finding strength dan dengan Tuhan, yang kedua dia berdoa dan ketiga saudara datang firman Tuhan kepada dia kejar orang Amalek. Dia melakukan semua, dia bertindak saudara. Nah ini yang saya mau katakan kepada anda. Ini, oke, oh, okay. oh sorry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, so the first one is uh, finding strength in God, and then after that. Number two, David prayed to God. And number three, the word of God came to him. God told him to chase and pursue the Amalekites. Saudara, kenapa saudara harus baca firman Tuhan? That's why, why do you read the word of God? Saya bilang sama saudara, apa bedanya firman Tuhan yang saudara baca dengan buku-buku yang lain? What is the difference between the word of God, the Bible, and the other books that you read? Buku yang saudara baca itu tidak hidup, saudara, tulisannya. So the book that you read, it doesn't come to life. The word Tetapi buku firman Tuhan yang Anda baca itu tulisannya bisa jadi bisa hidup Saudara. But the word of God they do come to life. Sekalipun Anda sudah baca berulang kali, tetapi Anda harus tetap membaca. Even though you've read it many times, but you still need to continue reading the Bible. Saya katakan Saudara, kenapa Saudara makan pagi atau breakfast? Ngapain breakfast? Ngapain makan siang? Ngapain makan malam? Same question, why do you eat breakfast, why do you eat lunch, and why do you eat dinner? Karena saudara bilang, oh, kalau saya gak makan gak sehat om, gak, saya lapar om. Because if I don't eat, I'm not going to be healthy and I'm hungry. Kok bisa tahu kamu lapar? How do you know that you're hungry? Ya perut saya gak enak om, kroncong-kroncong terus, bunyi, eh, berbunyi terus om. But my time, you keep making noises. Saudara, kalau kau baca firman Tuhan, kadang-kadang kau pikir, apa yang gue baca? Bolak-balik gue baca begini gak ada efeknya. Sometimes when you read the word of God, why keep, I keep reading the same thing again and again? There's no effect. Ada efeknya, saudara. There is an effect, church. Satu kali Tuhan bicara melalui firman dia. One day he will speak from his word. Dia tidak akan bicara dengan pikiranmu. He's not going to talk, he's going to speak to you through your thinking. Kita mengatakan bahwa pikiran manusia dan pikiran Allah itu setinggi langit dengan bumi. So in, in the word of God said that our thoughts and his thoughts is to heaven and earth by his distance. Artinya kita gak bisa nyambung dengan Tuhan kecuali kita punya relasi dengan dia. 
Jadi dengan Anda baca firman Tuhan setiap hari, maka engkau bisa align dengan pikiran Tuhan. So by reading his word, you will have be able to align with God. Nah, salahnya Saudara baca firman Tuhan begini Saudara. And this is how you read the word of God. Saudara, waktu baca firman Tuhan, engkau ciptakan Tuhanmu sendiri. Sometimes when we read the word of God, we create our own image of God. Lalu kemudian Allah yang kau ciptakan, kau suruh untuk melakukan apa yang menjadi kehendakmu. And the God, the image of God that you've created, you use it for your own benefit, for your own desire. Itu yang membuat saudara dan saya kecewa. That's what makes us disappointed. Membaca firman Tuhan, Allah sebagai pencipta, kita sebagai makhluk yang dia ciptakan. When we read the word of God, we need to see God as our creator and we as the creation. Maka kita bisa mengerti dengan iman kita apa yang kita baca. So that we can understand God through our faith through the word that we read. Tanpa kita menciptakan Allah sendiri. Without us making making our own version of God. Berapa banyak di antara saudara dan saya selalu baca firman lalu saudara quote satu ayat Sometimes we read the Bible and we just pick and choose what quote that we like. Lalu saudara claim. And you claim it. Itu menciptakan Allah sendiri. That's how you create your own version of God. Tetapi kalau anda baca, anda baca dengan teratur. But if you read, you read properly. Satu kali firman itu akan hidup, saudara. And one day this word will come to life. Karena Tuhan bilang firmanku tidak akan kembali dengan sia-sia. Because my word will not come back in vain. Sebab itu anak-anak muda. Rajin baca firman. Youngsters, please be diligent. Karena saudara tidak tahu setelah kuliah, kerja, problem apa yang anda harap akan hadapi di kemudian hari. Because you're not going to know about your future, what happens after you finish school, and the problem you're going to face in the future. Saya bilang sama saudara, dan zaman sekarang ini jahat sekali, saudara. And today's world is wicked. Setiap orang bisa nyuri anda punya ID. Everybody can steal your ideas. Orang bisa curi uangmu di bank. Everybody can steal stuff. Money in the bank. Dekatkan dirimu sama Tuhan. That's why I come closer to God. Jadi yang pertama Daud menguatkan dirinya kepada Tuhan. So the first one we learn, David find his strength in God. Lalu kemudian dia berdoa. And then he prayed. Dia bicara Tuhan bicara kepada dia. And God spoke to him. Dan yang berikutnya kita lihat coba. And then the next one, let's have a look. Yeah, they yeah. found Egyptians and an Egyptians in the open country and brought him to David and they gave him bread and he ate they gave him water to drink and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two cluster of raisins and when he had eaten his spirit revived for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for the, for three days and three nights and David said to him to whom you belong and where are you from he said I'm a young man of Egypt Servant with the Amalekites, and my master left me behind because I fell sick three days ago. We had a ma- we have made a raid against the Negev of the Seratites Sere- and against at- against that which belongs to Judah and against the Negev of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And then David said to him, "Will you take me down to this bend?" And he said, "Swear to me by God." That you will not kill me or deliver me into the hands of a master, and I will take you down to this bed. Setelah Daud mendengarkan perintah Tuhan untuk mengejar orang Amalek, 
So after David heard uh, God's instruction to chase pursue the Amalekites, di dalam perjalanan mereka 200 dari 600 tentaranya itu sudah enggak kuat lagi. So in the journey, um, 200 out of the 600 Uh, army uh, would not lose their strength. Akhirnya mereka berhenti di satu tempat and they stop in a place. Dan sementara Daud bersama 400 tentaranya melanjutkan perjalanan. And then David with the, the other 400 Arab um, troops, they went continue the journey. Lalu mereka melihat ada satu budak yang telantar hampir mati. And then On the way, they found a, a slave who was so weak, it was sick, almost died on the on the road. Sudah perhatikan apa yang dikerjakan oleh Daud. So watch how how David reacts. Dia berhenti, saudara. Lalu dia suruh prajuritnya untuk kasih minum dan makan uh, budak ini. So David make a stop and attend to this. Guy to this person and help them, give them food and drinks. Bisa aja saudara tentaranya bilang, eh hey, David, ingat sorry ya. Dalam pikiran saya ini selalu anak saya, anak saya, istri saya ngapain urusin orang sudah mau mati ini. So what could have happened? David and the troops might thought that, hey, we have better things to do. We have priorities when we need to help our families. Urgencies. Why should we care about this person? Bukankah kita selalu demikian? Kalau kita sedang mengalami masalah, kita lihat, lihat orang lain bermasalah juga. Kita pikir, warbade enggak, jangan apa itu, enggak peduli. Kita enggak peduli sama sekali. Isn't that who we are? We always focus on our own problems and never care about others. Tapi perhatikan, saudara, Daud berhenti dan sengaja dia memberikan makan orang ini minum supaya orang ini pulih kembali. But watch this carefully. David actually made a stop and take care of this person. Perhatikan saudara. Listen Kalau this. kita melakukan apa yang menjadi kehendak Tuhan, selalu ada interupsi. Listen to this. If we follow God's desire, there will be interruption sometimes. Selalu ada gangguan. There will be interruptions. Saudara, perhatikan waktu Yesus Uh, waktu Zairus anaknya sakit, anak perempuannya sakit, saudara. Waktu berita sampai kepada Yesus bahwa mereka minta supaya supaya Yesus datang ke rumah Zairus untuk sembuhkan anaknya, saudara. Perhatikan di dalam perjalanan. Remember when God was uh, um, called to heal Zairus' daughter and and something happened on the way, saudara. Tiba-tiba dalam perjalanan sangkin ramenya orang saudara sehingga ada satu perempuan yang sudah 12 tahun pendarahan dia datang dan menjama jubah Yesus. In, on, on, on his journey Jesus was when he, there was a lot of many crowds on the way and the some a lady there was 12 years experiencing bleeding touch his garments. Jadi Yesus berarti dia bilang sama muridnya siapa yang menjama jubahku? And in the middle of the crowd, Jesus stopped and t- spoke to the disciples. Said, "Who touched my garments?" Muridnya bilang gini, Guru, semua orang jangan jubahmu. And disciples said, "Like everybody will have touched you because there's so many people here." Dari mana kita tahu siapa yang siapa yang mencamah jubahmu? How will we know who touched your garments? Lalu ketika wanita ini mengaku dan kemudian Yesus berbicara dengan wanita ini. And the sick women confessed and spoke to Jesus. Datang kabar kepada Yesus bahwa enggak usah bader. 
anaknya sudah mati. And then news came to Jesus that don't forget it, um, the, the, the daughter has died. Apa yang Yesus lakukan? But what did Jesus do? Dia bilang, don't worry, have faith. Jangan khawatir, punyain iman. He said, don't worry, have faith. Saudara, dia lanjutkan perjalanannya, dia bangkitkan anak Zairus. And then he continued his journey and he uh, raised Zairus as daughter from the dead. Di dalam perjalanan dia, menyembuhkan anak Zairus, wanita ini disembuhkan, anak Zairus dibangkitkan. See, on, in, on the way to that, he's, um, he, 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 to, to heal the Zairus daughter, he actually healed another person, which is the lady. Perhatikan saudara, waktu Yesus cerita tentang orang Samaria yang murah hati. So at that point, Jesus was um, telling story about the um, generous Samaritan. Dikatakan begini, orang itu sedang berjalan ke kota lain, dan kemudian dia melihat ada orang yang setengah mati yang dipukuli oleh pencuri. So the Samaritan was uh, on, in a journey, and he saw this uh, person who's been beaten. Orang businessman ini, orang Samaria, dia berhenti dan dia tolong orang ini. This businessman, the Samaritan businessman, they actually make a stop and help this person. Dan kemudian dia membawa orang ini ke motel dan meminta supaya orang ini dirawat dan semua biayanya dia yang tanggung. And then he took this person into a motel and he told the motel that he will pay for everything that is needed. Kembali kepada cerita Daud, saudara. Come back to the story of David. Waktu Tuhan katakan kepada Daud, kejar orang Amalek. Tuhan kasih tahu enggak di mana posisi orang Amalek? So coming back the story of David, when God told David go and pursue the Amalekites, did God tell where the Amalekites is? Daud tidak tahu di mana posisi mereka. David didn't know where they are. Kalau Daud tidak berhenti dan memberi makan menolong budak ini, dia tidak akan sampai kepada orang Amalek. If David never make a stop and help this this person, he will never reach to Amalekites. Perhatikan anak-anak muda. Satu kali, kalau engkau buat schedule-mu. Listen young people, if you one day you making your own schedules. Tuhan bilang begini, manusia berencana, tapi dia menentukan. God says that we make plans, but he decides. Pasti ada gangguan. There will be interruptions. Pasti ada orang lebih susah dari saudara. There will be someone who is more trouble than you. Jangan katakan, jangan katakan, emangnya gue peduli. Don't say that you don't care. Saudara, in, apa, inter, apa, bahasa Indonesia, interupsi. Gangguan atau interupsi itu sering sekali merupakan divine appointment. Many times this interruption will become a divine appointment. Tuhan sengaja kasih orang ini, orang budak Mesir ini, saudara, supaya orang ini yang menunjukkan jalan kepada Daud. Intentionally, God placed this Egyptian slave to show the way to David. Kalau saudara susah, ingat orang lain juga ada lebih susah dari engkau. If facing self challenges, there are people who face bigger challenges than you. Jangan punya rasa self pity. Don't have self pity. Jangan merasa menjadi victim. Don't feel like you're the victim. The Tapi saudara victim. harus buka matamu. But open your eyes. Lihat kesempatan. To have a look at your Kadangkala gangguan itu merupakan satu kesempatan yang Tuhan buka. Untuk miracle, saudara. Sometimes that interruptions is a God-given opportunity for you to see a miracle. Okay, kita lanjutkan pak sekarang. Yang berikutnya sekarang kita baca. Okay, okay. Verse 16 sampai 20. Okay, this is verse 16. 
And when he had taken him down, behold, they were spread abroad over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because all of all the great spoil they had taken from the land of Philistines and from the land of Judah. And David struck them down from twilight until the evening of the next day. And not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who mounted camel and fled. David recovered all that the Amalekites taken, and David rescued his two wives. Okay, well, saudara, perhatikan ya. Begitu mereka sampai ketemu orang Amalek, saudara, ini sudah mereka Daud dan bersama tentaranya itu sudah kehabisan tenaga semuanya. Finally, when David reached the Amalekites, they were exhausted. Nah, perhatikan saudara, kenapa Tuhan izinkan mereka berperang lagi dengan orang Amalek? Listen to this, why God allowed them to fight again with the Amalekites? Kalau saudara baca cerita Daud yang berikutnya, sering sekali Tuhan menolong dia di dalam peperangan dengan musuh Daud. So many times God steps in and help David in his war. Satu kali Tuhan pernah be, uh, apa membantu orang Israel dia mendatangkan batu dari langit untuk membunuh musuh orang-orang Israel. There was even one time where God called brimstone to kill uh, the enemy of David. Kenapa dalam hal ini Tuhan membiarkan Daud bersama tentaranya dari senja sampai besok pagi berperang? But why at this very moment God allowed David to fight on his um, in this battle without any divine Padahal secara help. emosi dan fisik mereka sudah capek sekali. Even though physically and mentally they were so exhausted. Nah, saya akan kembali ke sini kalau kita lanjutkan lagi. Kemudian Pan, lanjutkan lagi. Nanti saya kembali lagi ke sini. Um, Oke, okay, kita ada lihat 21. ayat 16 sampai eh tunggu, tunggu sorry. Ayat ke-21 sampai 25. Yeah. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David and who had le been left at the brook of Besor. And they went out to meet David, to meet the people who were with him. And David came near to the people he greeted. Yeah. Sudah, dia kalahkan orang Amalek. Dia ambil istri anak-anak kembali. Dan kemudian dia ambil jarahan kekayaan orang-orang Amalek. So they defeated the Amalekites and they took all the spoils from the Amalekites. Nah, sudah. Lalu dia pulang. Dalam perjalanan pulang dia ketemu 200 tentaranya. And on the way he went home, he met a 200 army that he left. Perhatikan saudara, Daud kembalikan istri dan anak-anak mereka. David returned their wives and their children. Nah, waktu Daud mau mau membagikan jarahan ini kepada 200 tentaranya when david was distributing the spoil uh, lalu dari 400 tentara yang ikut berperang ini bilang begini jangan karena mereka nggak ikut perang kasih aja harta mereka yang hilang dan anak-anak mereka istri mereka yang lain jarahan jangan dibagi-bagi kepada mereka but there were some wicked People among the 400 that follow David into the battle told David, said, "Why should we give this spoil, distribute the spoil to the 200 that didn't go into the battle? Well, let's just not give it to them." Daud marah sama tentaranya. David was angry with this. No way. It's no way. Yang ikut berperang sama yang berperang, eh, yang gak, tidak ikut berperang harus dibagi sama rata. The spoil must be distributed equally to those who follow me to the battle and the one that's don't. Daud katakan, ini jarahan Tuhan. This is the spoil given by God. Perhatikan saudara. 
Watch this. Kenapa Tuhan izinkan dia ber, bersama tentaranya berperang mati-matian? Why God allowed David to fight until his last breath? Supaya dia menguji hati Daud. So that he can test the heart of David. Berapa banyak saudara dan saya kalau saudara doing business, saudara sudah kerjakan yang terbaik semuanya, saudara bayar harganya, waktu bisnis berhasil, kau bilang ini bisnisku. How many of you is doing business or work and then after you spend all your energy and make it is build it to become successful and then you said this is because of my doing. Saudara tidak pernah mengakui dia yang melakukan semua ini untuk Anda. We never confess that this is because of God. Saudara seperti prajuritnya Daud. This is like the troops of the 400 troops of David. Mereka merasa orang lain tidak deserve mereka yang deserve. They they actually feel that they are entitled for it's not other people. Tapi Daud katakan tidak ini jarahan Tuhan karena dia melindungi kita. Dia yang memperang untuk kita. David said no, this is God's fault. God protect us and he fight for us. Sebab itu anak muda. Kalau engkau hidup di dalam cara Tuhan. So if you follow God's way. Kalau engkau berhasil satu kali karena kemampuan skillmu, pengalamanmu. If one day you become successful because of your experience and your skill. Tapi jangan sombong, saudara. Don't be proud-hearted. Jangan claim itu sebagai anda punya usaha. Don't claim that this is because of you. Don't take the credit. Satu kali Allah akan ambil semuanya. One day God can take it all. Belajar away. dari Daud. Saudara. Learn from David. Dia bilang ini jarahan Tuhan. This is God's spoil. Dari sini kita belajar bagaimana tuh kenapa Tuhan mengasihi Daud. And here we learn why God really loves Anda David. boleh pintar. You can be so smart. Anda boleh sukses. You can be successful. Kembalikan suksesmu kepada Tuhan. Give it back to God. Saudara, dia showing mercy kepada 200 tentaranya dan dia bagikan jarahannya. So uh, David show mercy to the 200 people didn't go to the battle and share the equally. Yang terakhir saudara baca nanti di rumah. Lalu kemudian setelah dibagi-bagi semuanya, Daud punya Daud dapat bagian kan? Yeah. And then after they distribute all the spoil and David has his own got his own portion. Dia bagikan semua ke orang-orang yang pernah menolong dia dulu. David even share his own portion to those people who have helped him in the past. Dia bagikan kepada orang-orang apa tua-tua Yehuda. Yes, he share with the elders in the Yehuda. Dia bagikan kepada teman-temannya. He share with his friend. Ingat saudara suksesmu karena orang lain pernah menolong Anda. Remember when your success is because of many people involved in Hidup your life. ini is not about you, no. Life is not just about you. Kalau orang lain sukses, eh, enggak sukses, anda sukses. Coba berpikir bagaimana bisa bantu orang itu. If you are, if you become successful, you must think how can you help other people to become successful as well. Saudara, kita harus bisa punya hati yang generous. We need to have a generous heart. Kalau saudara dan kita lihat coba apa itu namanya sebentar. Okay, Daud katakan begini di dalam Mazmur 62 ayat 11b, saudara. In the Psalm 60, verse 10, in the English, is verse 10. It says like this: Put no trust in exhortations, set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Kalau kekayaanmu bertambah, jangan hatimu taruh di situ. 
If your wealth is increased, don't put your heart in there. Perhatikan anak muda. Kalau Listen. engkau berhasil, jangan expand terus. Listen, young people, if you're um, successful, don't just expand all the time. Saudara pernah pelajarin tentang Jenny Craig? Have you ever learned about Jenny Craig? Orang sukses di Amerika. Very successful in America. Dia buka di mana-mana, termasuk Australia. Everywhere and even in Australia. Sekarang bangkrut. And now went to bankruptcy. Saudara, kalau bukan Tuhan yang membangun semuanya, engkau akan bangkrut. If it's not God, the one who builds, Daud, empty. Daud, Daud katakan kalau hartamu makin bertambah, jangan hatimu di situ. Yeah, if your wealth is increased, don't put your heart in there. Jangan expand terus. Don't just expand all the time. Katakan enough is enough. Say enough is enough. Karena anda tidak akan bawa kemat- kekayaanmu di dalam kuburanmu. You will not bring all this wealth, uh, wealth into a second life, after life. Bagi anda yang sedang mengalami masalah dalam hidup, when you experience challenges in your life, perhatikan saya. Listen to this. Kalau anda susah, orang lain ada lebih susah. If you feel um, troubled, there are many people who face more challenges than you. Perhatikan, punya hati, showing mercy sama orang lain. Have the heart to show mercy for other people. Kita lihat pengkhotbah. 11 ayat 4 coba. Ini ayat kesayangan saya Saudara. Can we read um, Ecclesiastes 11? Ini bahasa Inggris Indonesia begini Saudara. Seorang petani. A farmers. Ya, yeah, farmer. Kalau dia melihat cuaca terus dia tidak akan pernah menabur. If they keep seeing the season and the weather, they will never sow. Dan dia tidak akan pernah menuai. And they will never reap. Kalau anda cuma berpikir aku gak cukup ngapain lagi aku menolong orang lain. If we always think that it's not enough, why do we have to help other people? Sekarang saya tanya cukupmu berapa? Let me ask what is enough for you? Sebab itu Salomo katakan seorang petani kalau dia cuma melihat weather aja dia mencari weather yang perfect dia tidak akan pernah menabur. So Salomo said through his wisdom that. If farmers keep waiting for the perfect weather, they will never sow. Kalau saya kaya om baru saya bisa nyumbang. If I become rich and wealthy, then I will give. Saya enggak percaya. I don't believe in that. Orang kaya lebih pelit daripada orang enggak kaya, Saudara. <laughs> the wealthy people are more stingy most of the time. Cara Tuhan membalikkan tragedi menjadi kemenangan. How God transform tragedy to victory. Saudara harus Beroleh kekuatan kepada dia. You have to find strength from him. Lalu saudara berdoa. Then you have to pray to him. Baca firman. Read his word. Izinkan Tuhan bicara kepada anda. Let him speak to you. Pada waktu anda melakukan sedang melakukan firman Tuhan datang gangguan. When you follow his word, there will be interruption. Jangan marah karena gangguan. Don't be angry and upset because of the interruptions. Ada kemungkinan ini divine appointment. Remember there might be a divine opportunity for God. Kalau saudara melakukan segala sesuatu dengan usahamu dari bawah sampai ke bawah ke atas lagi naik, kalau bangkrut dari bawah naik lagi berhasil, jangan katakan ini karena usaha saya. If you build with all your strength and skill, yours upon your success, don't say never claim that this is because of you. Katakan semua ini karena anugerah But always say that this is all because of God. Be generous sama orang lain. Be generous to many people. Apalagi orang yang pernah nolong anda. Especially for those who have helped you. Saya harap saudara bisa belajar. And I hope you learn today. Saudara mau cari trik apapun belajar untuk sukses. Saya bilang 
Daud ini waktu peristiwa Siklak yang paling luar biasa. You can find many wisdom about how to find success, but this chapter tells you the best story of how you achieve them. Dari Siklak kemudian dia pindah ke Hebron. From Ziklag, he moved to Hebron. Dari tragedi, Tuhan pindahkan dia kepada kemenangan. From a tragedy, he, he brought David to victory. Dia pindah dari kota Ziklag kepada Hebron untuk dinobatkan menjadi raja. He moved from Ziklag to Hebron to be anointed king. Kalau bukan Tuhan, if it's okay. not God, it's oleh sebab itu 80% maksmur ditulis oleh Daud. That's why 80% of Psalms written by David. Itu dia tulis dalam pergumulan dia semua. He wrote it through his struggles. Baca firman Tuhan. Read the word of God. Cintai firman. Love the word of God. Datang berdoa. Come lean to the word. Jangan sampai waktu masalah datang baru engkau cari Tuhan. Don't wait until challenges come and you seek God. Jangan, saudara. No. Saya harap saudara bisa berhasil di kemudian hari. I really pray that you will be successful one day. Saya harap saudara berhasil dan generous. I really hope that you become successful people and generous at the same time. Terima kasih. God bless you.